Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, December 28th, 2019. Three more days to go until 2019 is over, and we see the beginning of 2020. And welcome to episode number 187 and the final edition of U.S. Power Hour for 2019. <clears throat> this is, of course, this is, this is, of course, uh, of course, the WSWS Radio Network's weekly review show. And, of course, I am Mr. WSWS, Chad Hinshaw, back on the line here with you as we, of course, review what took place, of course, here during the week here in the radio network. And I know we don't have a whole lot to talk about with it, of course, being the Christmas holiday this past week. But we will, of course, we will, of course, continue to strive and thrive to bring you, of course, the best show absolutely possible. Because in addition to that, folks, we'll be bringing you today's wrestling history and birthdays, plus also some wrestling news tidbits courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. However, if you care to join us here this evening for episode 187 of Power Hour, please feel free to give us a call here. Of course, phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID, 141-364-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything, excuse me, anything and everything that we have to talk about here tonight. Let's go ahead and get things underway here, folks, as we start off, as always, with our wrestling history and birthdays here for today, of course, like we said, December the 28th. Yes, 27 years ago today, which we put it at 1992, WCW presented Starcade 92 Battle Bowl from the Omni in Atlanta, Georgia. About 8,000 were in attendance with 95,000 homes watching on pay-per-view. That's down from 150... 155,000 for 1991's event and down from 165,000 for Halloween Havoc just two months earlier. Excuse me. The show's hook, just like the 1991 edition, was the lethal lottery leading to the Battle Bowl names, leading to the Battle Bowl. Names were drawn at random to form tag teams, and the winning teams advanced to the Battle Bowl Battle, Battle Royal at the end of the show. In a, and here are the matches that took place at this event. In, a, in one pre-show dark match, Brad Armstrong defeated Shanghai Pierce. <clears throat> and as for the, of course, the Battle Bowl itself, Van Hammer and Danny Spivey 
as a duo, te- uh, defeated the team of Johnny B. Bad and Cactus Jack. The team of Big Van Vader and Dustin Rhodes defeated Kensuke Sasaki and the Barbarian. The team of the Great Muda and Barry Windham defeated the team of Brian Pillman and Two Cold Scorpio. Steve Williams and Sting teamed up as they defeated Jushin Thunder Liger and Eric Watts. Shane Douglas and Ricky Steamboat defeated Barry Windham and Brian Pillman to retain the NWA and WCW World Tag Team titles. Sting defeated Big Van Vader to win the King of Cable Tournament. Ron Simmons defeated Steve Williams by DQ to retain the WCW World Heavyweight title. Masahiro Chono defeated the Great Muda to retain the NWA World Heavyweight title. And the Great Muda last eliminated Barry Windham to win the Battle Bowl Battle Royal. Speaking of Starcade, we got another interesting Starcade moment right here, folks. Let's see, as let's see, 21 years, let's see, no, I'm sorry, uh, 22, excuse me, years ago today, which we put it at 1997, WCW presented Starcade from the MCI Center in Washington, D.C. 17,500 were in attendance with a record 700,000 homes watching on pay per view, though some estimates only have it only have it at around 625,000 to 650,000. It's the most bought event in WCW history and is double or almost double, depending on what estimate you believe, what the 1996 event got in terms of home buys, which was 345,000. The show's hook, of course, the long-awaited Hollywood Hogan Sting match, which, which would be Sting's first in-ring action in about 15 months. Here are the matches that took place here. Eddie Guerrero defeated Dean Malenko to retain the Cruiserweight title. The NWO in the form of Randy Savage, Scott Norton, and Vincent, uh, Conan was supposed to be in it, but I believe he was injured, did defeat the team of Ray Trailer and Rick and Scott Steiner. Goldberg defeated Steve Mongo McMichael. Saturn defeated Chris Benoit in a no-DQ match. It was supposed to be, of course, Benoit versus Raven, but Raven, again, chose not to wrestle. This was during this was a period that he was going through at the time. Buff Bagwell did defeat Lex Luger. However, of course, he did have a little bit of help here from, of course, his fellow NWO uh, members as well. DDP defeated Kurt Hanning to win the United States title. Larry Zabisco did defeat Eric Bischoff by DQ to retain Monday Nitro for WCW. Of course, as you know, Brett the Hitman Hart was the special referee in that match. And Sting did defeat Hollywood Hogan by submission to win the WCW World Heavyweight title. Hogan had originally won the title with a fast count, which wasn't that fast at all, not even a little bit. But Bret Hart, who was acting as a referee, restarted the match. Sting would hook on the Scorpion Deathlock, and Hogan would submit. <clears throat> 21 years ago today, we put it at 1998 on Nitro from Baltimore, Maryland. Ric Flair defeated Eric Bischoff in a return match from the previous night, Starcade, to become WCW president for 90 days. Had Flair lost, he would have been forced to retire. On the same show, Scott Steiner defeated Conan to win the WCW World TV title. 20 years ago, let's see. Uh, yes, this is a, this is 20 years ago today, which we put it at 1999, at a SmackDown taping in Richmond, Virginia. Chris Jericho and China went to a double pinfall for the IC title. Two referees <laughs> counted their shoulders for the three count. The following Monday, Stephanie McMahon ruled that both Chris Jericho and China were co-IC champions. They remained that way until the Royal Rumble, 
when Jericho became the undisputed Intercontinental Champion when he defeated China and Hardcore Holly in a triple threat match. And, and of course, this is a very odd predicament right here. As of 2016, the co-Intercontinental title reign of China and Jericho is not recognized by WWE. It is considered vacant. Well, of course, like I said, by now, with, with of course, as you know, China being inducted this year in the Hall of Fame, I'm sure they're possibly going to be reconsidering that, that move at some point down the road. <clears throat> 17 years ago today, which would put it at 2002, Ring of Honor, let's see. Yes, right. Ring of Honor presented Final Battle from the Murphy Recreational Center in Philadelphia. CM Punk defeated Colt Cabana. Simply Luscious defeated Alexis Lurie in just 41 seconds. Of course, as you know, Alexis Lurie, we would know her know her now as Mickey James. Special K, who was deranged in Angel Dust, defeated the Backseat Boys, Trent Acid and Johnny Cashmere, and the Hit Squad, Mafia and Monster Mac, in a tag team scramble match. The Prophecy, Christopher Daniels and Donovan Morgan, defeat the SAT, Jose and Joel Maximo, 2-1 to one in a best-of-three falls match to retain the ROH World Tag Team titles. The new Christopher Street Connection, Mace and Japanese Pool Boy, defeated the Carnage Crew, H.C. Loke and Tony DeVito by DQ. Jody, Jody Fleisch defeated Amazing Red. Xavier defeated Paul London to retain the ROH title. And Brian Danielson, of course, Daniel Bryan, Loki, Samoa Joe, and Steve Carino fought to a 45-minute draw to determine the number one contender for the ROH title. Uh, let's see here. Ten years ago today, which would put it at, let's see, yes, which would put it at 2009. Let's see. Yes, that's right. That's right. On Raw from Hartford, Connecticut, Vince McMahon officially announces Bret Hart would guest host the January 4th, 2010 edition of Raw. Save for a pre-taped cameo in 2007, it would mark Bret Hart's first appearance on Raw since 1997 and Bret's first live WWE appearance in any capacity since being inducted into the Hall of Fame in 2006. We have, of course, a birthday to talk about here. First off, let's wish a very happy, let's see here, uh, 34th birthday for Taryn Nicole Terrell. The New Orleans-born Terrell was, was among the final eight of the 2007 WWE Diva Search, but finished fourth. Despite that, she was picked up by WWE in February 2008. She made her debut four months later as Tiffany, the on-screen assistant general manager under Theodore Long for the rebooted ECW. Then eventually she became the brand general manager when Long moved back to SmackDown following WrestleMania 25. When ECW was dissolved in 2010, Tiffany would be moved to SmackDown she and Kelly Kelly, the blonde tourage, feuded with Lay Cool until a domestic incident with her then-husband Drew McIntyre got her suspended from the company that summer. Soraya would be released in November without ever returning to TV. After more than two years largely away from the ring, but wrestling occasionally on the independent circuit, she debuted for TNA as the vice president of the Knockouts division under Brooke Hogan. She also served as a division's referee. After briefly appearing for TNA Developmental Outfit Ohio Valley Wrestling, she feuded with Gail Kim. The feud served as a transition for Terrell becoming a TNA knockout. She feuded with Kim until her pregnancy forced her away from the ring in August 2013. She returned over a year later, fighting alongside Gail Kim. Then in November, she defeated Kim and Jessica Havoc to win the TNA knockouts title. She would go on to hold it for 279 days, longer than anyone in company history. 
During that time, she became a villainous, aligning herself with the dollhouse. Terrell, who once dated actor Alfonso Ribeiro, of course, as you know from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, has one daughter. Uh, as of 2016, uh, let's see, she would probably be about uh, probably about three or four years old now, Emerson. Recently, uh, Terrell said that her, as, well, two, back in 2016, Terrell said that her wrestling career led to a life of sin, and she began her journey to become a born-again Christian. That decision led her to retire from wrestling in January 2016. She returned to the promotion in October for one night only as part of Gail Kim's induction to the TNA Hall of Fame. As of, as of 2016, she was still married to professional motorcyclist and stuntman Joseph Dryden. The couple have one girl, of course, 22. Now, at this, let's see, uh, would possibly be a little bit older than this now, but the uh, older than uh, uh, 22 months old now. And, of course, like we said, Emerson. And also a second, and as of 2016, she did have another child on the way. We're not sure about how old this child is. We'll find we'll definitely do some checking in on that. Also, today, ladies and gentlemen, we wish a very happy 66th birthday for Pirasal legend Tatsumi Fujinami. Wrestling since the age of 17, Fujinami's wrestled all around the world, including from Mexico's Universal Wrestling Association, Jim Crockett Promotions, and the WWF in the States, where he won their junior heavyweight title in 1978, and most famously for New Japan Pro Wrestling from its founding in 1972 to 2006 in 1981 he transitioned to the heavyweight division and he would even be he would be even more successful in 1988 fujinami would win the first of what would be a then record six iwgp heavyweight titles the record was matched by hiroshi tanahashi in 2012 then broken in october 2014. two years later just three months after return from a severe back injury he would win the iwgp heavyweight title for a second time as well as the NWA World Heavyweight title, becoming the first man to hold both these championships at the same time. It is during this reign he had his most remembered match, a champion versus champion bout with WCW World Champion Ric Flair at the first Super Brawl in 1991. From 1999 to 2004, Fujinami served as the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling. He remained with the company until his controversial, oust controversial ousting in 2006. Later, he would form his own company with disciple of Osamu Nishimura, Yuga Pro World, relaying tradition when Nishimura left. Fujinami continues to win championships even in his advanced years, winning the King of DDT Tag Team Titles of 2012 with Mikami. Early in 2016, he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame by Ric Flair. Uh, <clears throat> in 2015, Fujinami signed a Legends contract with WWE. The contract did not restrict his Japanese bookings. The innovator of the Dragon Sleeper and the Dragon Suplex, he is nicknamed the Dragon, as well is well decorated, including his six IWGP heavyweight titles. He is a five-time IWGP tag team champion, four of them with four of them with Kengo Kimura, an NWA Pacific Northwest heavyweight champion, a WWF International heavyweight and tag team champion. A four-time Tokyo Sports Magazine Outstanding Performance winner, the magazine's 1985 MVP, a three-time Best Technical Wrestler Award winner from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, and a member of the inaugural class of the Publications Hall of Fame in 1996. As of 2016, he is still married with, with one son, Leona, who wrestles for his father's tradition promotion. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let us see here if we have any 
let's see here if we have any other uh, uh, birthdays here. Uh, give us just one second here, folks, while we try to, to pull this up. But of course, like I said in advance, I will, I will go ahead once again, which I have once again, happy birthday to both Tiffany, as we remembered her, and also Tatsumi uh, Fujinami. But let's see if we have any other birthdays to report here before we before we proceed ahead. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Let's see. Uh, let me check our pages here, folks. Like I said, uh, uh, we did have one other. We did have one other birthday to report uh, uh, today. Rachel Evers. Um, that name does ring a bell. Uh, I think that is, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think that is. Um, her real name, I think, is Rachel Ellerin. I think she is the daughter of Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame manager Paul Ellerin, who used to manage the Legion of Doom. Um, and today she turns, let me see, let's see, uh, she, she turns 27 years old today. So happy birthday to Rachel Evers, as well as Tiffany and also Tatsumi Fujinami here today. Of course, we did, we did have yesterday, I did mention, of course, um, we did mention, of course, yesterday uh, uh, Goldberg's birthday. We did mention China Cesaro. Uh, we did also mention, I believe, Zelina Zelina Vega, of course, the, the current manager of uh, Andrade. But I did not know as well that we had one other birthday yet. And also, we did mention uh, Bart Gunn as well. Uh, <clears throat> but. Um, but uh, one one we did not mention here today, we did, we did not mention yesterday, was that uh, yesterday. Uh, let's see, this gentleman. Let's see, he turned. Let's see, seventy two yesterday and was acts of demolition with Barry Darso. So happy birth, so happy late birthday to him. We apologize about that. And also we did have we did have one birthday. We did have a couple of birthdays. I don't know if we reported these for Christmas Day or not, but I will go ahead and read them. Uh, a, we had two birthdays. Um, one of them, let's see, uh, on Christmas Day, of course, was the, let's see, was the 37th birthday of Raka Khan, who, who I believe was the one who, no, I'm, no, no, I was. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of somebody else. I'm sorry. No, I have that wrong. But no, Raka Khan turns 37 today. I mean, on Christmas Day, turned to 37 on Christmas Day, and also, uh, of course, a man who's been part of a very one of the most weird feuds that WWE has had here in recent memory. Of course, hopefully, will come to a head on Monday. Uh, as we wish, also, also on Christmas Day, a very, a very happy 34th birthday to Rusev. So Rusev's birthday was on Christmas Day. <coughs> so, so uh, we wanted to go ahead. We wanted to go ahead and, and mention that here as well. But yeah, but yesterday I I didn't I did read that. Of course, Bart Gunn, Goldberg, China, Cesaro, and Selena Vega had a birthday. 
but I had no idea that them, that action demolition, Barry Darso, uh, turned 72 yesterday there as well. So happy late birthday there indeed. And we will have, we will have, of course, one birthday to talk about tomorrow. Um, unless any more do pop does pop up and then there'll be a couple more that will come up, of course, towards the end of the week, towards the, uh, <clears throat> towards uh, of course beginning of the week but we'll definitely read those of course coming up here here coming up this week here in the radio network so there you have it with your wrestling history and birthdays here for today, for today like we said uh december the 28th let's give it the number one more time here folks 1-605-562-0444 caller id 141-364-POUND. This is WWS Power Hour, episode number 187. It is, of course, Saturday, December 28th, 2019, 6.42 p.m. Eastern Time. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw here on the line here with you. Of course, the rest of the panel, way too tough to handle, of course, uh, resting comfortably, of course, after after a very interesting week here. Of course, we're, we're only, like I said, on the air for uh, three days, of course, this week, of course, due to the Christmas holiday. Uh, but we did, we did, of course, emphasize a little bit more about what happened with uh, NXT um, on Wednesday. Of course, AEW was not on due to, of course, to Christmas Day. Uh, we did emphasize a little bit more about what happened on Monday Night Raw. Uh, there was not, uh, let's see. We did, of course, talk about one, one story that did come up that did happen over the week, during the week here, was, of course, at a live show at Madison Square Garden. I'm sure a lot of people have already read about it and heard about it by now, that Andrade defeated Rey Mysterio to pick up the WWE United States title. Um, and I'm sure, like I said, a lot of folks, including, of course, uh, Andrade's uh, girlfriend, currently Charlotte Flair, and I'm sure... Charlotte's dad, the Hall of Famer Ric Flair, is also given is given Andrade some praise for winning for winning that belt. Of course, the U.S. title is a very prestigious belt, prestigious belt in the annals of pro professional wrestling. Uh, however, of course, the one thing that I didn't want to uh, the one thing that I didn't want to didn't want to mention here was the was the fact that um, the, that of course is out was the fact that Zelina Vega, of course, was looking right at Andrade, uh, of course, had, who had the U.S. title belt with Rey Mysterio's nameplate still on the front of it. Uh, apparently, Zelina Vega put her fat hand on the on the wall there at MSG, and it just so happened there was a picture of Rey Mysterio right there on it. Truthfully, I mean, I'm sure that this was, this was, I'm sure, uh, was 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 I'm sure was intended from from the get go, but my personal opinion here, folks, you know, you don't need to you don't need to be you know that arrogant and all that just because you happen to get by one of the greats in pro wrestling. Rey Mysterio is a terrific superstar. He still knows how to go here even to this day. He's faced some of the best in the world uh, for for over 20 years, and he still acts like he still is what they consider the ultimate underdog. And so he is still one of the best, in my opinion. He has not lost a step. Uh, but for Zelina Vega to do that is just absolutely deplorable. It's, it's pretty much disgusting. And and furthermore, like I said, I'm sure Rey Mysterio is going to uh, is going is going to get uh, going, is going to give Andrade a little bit more of a challenge here because, like I said, 
I mean, while Andrade has some mad skills, he always has had some great skills. To do that, though, to to of course, to to of course, uh, to mess up the you know to try to try to like I said, put down Rey Mysterio like that. That's just that's just deplorable. And Zelina Vega really is nothing more than a. I think Fonzie kind of said best on Revolution last night. I think he's she's pretty much a hoe. I mean, that's, I mean, bottom line, I mean, there was some talk about that at some point, possibly putting Charlotte with Andrade and um, because everybody, I mean, it's no secret. It's no secret at all whatsoever that Andrade and Charlotte are dating. I mean, it's been talked about here for, for months now. So I, I would think it'd probably be a good, a good solid move to put, to put uh, Charlotte with Andrade, you know, and dump Zelina Vega left back to Alistair Black. Because I mean, she's just pretty much nothing more than a. She's just nothing more than than a. Uh, than, than 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 just a uh, not, nothing more than a. Uh, a hoe bag in training. I mean, in my personal opinion. So, and of course, like I said, if, she, if they ever heard us say anything like that on on any of our shows here, you know, I mean, we we're not afraid to, of course, to speak our minds, folks. So. I think that was pretty. I think, but I still think it was truly disgusting and all that. You know, that's showing disrespect to somebody who has put forth 20 years, over 20 years in the business, and you don't go around, you know, putting your hand all over, on over his face. This, this simply, just simply because you're trying to put the man down. I mean, you gotta have more class than that, in my personal opinion. And Zelina Vega, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, she may be, she may be a, you know, a dynamite female competitor. But she, like I said, she has, she she lacks uh, she lacks respect and she lacks pretty much integrity, in my personal opinion. So, like I said, you know, if she wants to fire, if she wants to fire back, then all I gotta say is just bring it on, because, like I said, you know, it's it's just absolutely deplorable, in my personal opinion. But other than that, of course, as you know, JD did did did. Uh, um, was not on Revolution last night due to, of course, being at a WWE show in Pittsburgh. Of course, he did. He did, of course. Uh, he did, of course, contact me earlier today. And of course, he told me that the show was kind of mediocre. Uh, and of course, like I said, with them coming up in other towns here, really, really soon, of course, including the 17th in my neck of the woods here in Greensboro, um, it's going to be pretty much kind of the same. Uh, it's going to be pretty much kind of under the same umbrella here. Um, these live shows are going to be pretty much, uh, uh, but anyway, we're just going to wait and see. We're just going to wait and see what all happens there with that. But all in all, like I said, folks, we're already, like I said, uh, our shows in the network here was we didn't have many. Um, of course, like I said, it was Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Of course, we were, we were taking time away to be with our families. And of course, uh, I will go ahead and mention here to you that New Year's Day, January the 1st, we will, of course, have that day off uh, from doing outside the ropes, wrestling debate, and revolution. So I will go ahead and inform everybody here. We will be back up, of course, Monday with Raw Radio. And then we'll, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back, of course, uh, <clears throat> uh, Tuesday. I'm not sure if Wrestling Revisited will be on, but I will have a revolution on, on Tuesday, of course, December 31st. And then we'll be back on with 
with Wolfpack on Thursday and then, of course, Revol Revolution on Friday. So we, of course, will definitely be, of course, be back in the swing of things here coming up here really, really soon. So that's just to give you just a lump sum. And we'll let everybody know about where our video feeds will be and like that coming up here. Hopefully by tomorrow morning on WWS this morning, we'll be able to bring you that information right there. Let's give you the number one more time here, folks. 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 141-364-POUND. It is 6.50 p.m. Eastern Time on Saturday, December 28, 2019. Uh, 187 of WWS Power Hour. Of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw here, here with you here as well. Let's bring you a couple of quick wrestling stories, courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. Uh, of course, as we always say here, <clears throat> we do thank our friends at 411mania.com. Uh, uh, for allowing us here in the WWS radio network uh, for the longest time, of course, read their stories on all of our on all of our shows, including Revolution, Wolfpack, Power Hour, Outside the Ropes, Raw Radio, WWS This Morning, and others. So we do thank you for that, and we look forward to, of course, to continue that trend in the year 2020. Uh, we do have, we do have, of course, uh, I believe three updates here as far as any wrestling stories goes. So let's go ahead here. Let's go ahead and bring you, bring you these right here. Of course, like I said, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania. This story came out late yet last night. I would, I would assume here from Jeremy Thomas. Let's go ahead and bring it in here to you. This is a spoiler for apparently Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler on the Fox New Year's Eve show. Uh, and of course, we don't we don't really in a way like talking about, of course, uh, spoilers. But I will bring I will, of course, bring this up here as well. WWE, WWE taped the Roman Reigns versus Dolph Ziggler match for Fox's New Year's Eve special uh, last night after SmackDown. Weston Inc. reports that Reigns pinned Ziggler after a spear to win the match. Maria Manuos was the special guest announcer for the bout, which will air during Fox's special this coming Tuesday. Uh, and, of course, a, um, several people on Twitter did post this, including someone named Danny at D-A-J-O-S-C-11. He says, oh, they're filming the Roman Dolph New Year's Eve thing now, and they flew Maria Manuos all the way to Detroit to be the special guest ring announcer. This was set at 6 p.m. last night. And, of course, uh, at 11.19 p.m. last night, someone named Kyle Deemer at P-E-N-O-A-K-E-O -E -E says, that's Maria Manuos, right? And then he was actually commenting, uh, responding to someone named, uh, someone named Tina Bobino Ho, uh, it says, L lapping my effing A off by. I thought that was that she thought it was she was she thought they saw Becky Lynch, but no, it was Maria Manuos. Uh, and then this was that was at 11 19 p.m. I'll be saying last night. And then someone named RJ at SFR underscore RR underscore inspired. Uh, said this at 10.43 p.m. last night from the dark match after hashtag SmackDown tonight, hashtag the big dog, hashtag Roman Reigns. That was said at 10.43, like I said, p.m. last night. So so apparently they, they actually did that after SmackDown. Apparently. So uh, Our next story here, 
coming to us from Jeremy Thomas here. Uh, here is, is the updated card for next for uh, the Royal Rumble coming up here in January. Let's go ahead and let's go ahead and bring you, of course, what we have right here. WWE has an updated card for the Royal Rumble following that last night's episode of SmackDown. Of course, here's the official card for the show, including the new WWE Universal Championship match with Bray Wyatt defending against Daniel Bryan. Bryan won a triple threat match against Corbin and The Miz on last night's episode to win the shot. Also expected for the card is Becky Lynch defending the Raw Women's title against Asuka, but WWE has not yet confirmed that bout for the Rumble. The show will take place on January 26th in Houston, Texas, and will air on the WWE Network. Of course, uh, <clears throat> we do have the only three matches officially announced as of right now is as follows. We have the Men's Royal Rumble match. It'll be uh, it'll be 30 competitors that have not yet announced them yet, but they will be, of course, from Raw, from SmackDown, and from NXT. Women's Royal Rumble match, also 30 competitors, and also uh, also from Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. So it looks like they're going to have, for both matches, it's like they're going to have 10 from Raw, 10 from SmackDown, and 10 from NXT. That would make sense. And also, of course, as we just said, the Universal title be on the line as the as the fiend Bray Wyatt will now defend against Daniel Bryan. So that right as of right now, that's the only match that's lined up for next for the Royal Rumble on January the 26th. And there's been some talk about this, but I definitely like to bring this up here about if I may. Uh, uh, sorry about that here, folks. Somebody was was apparently sending me. So excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, while we try to, to get this story pulled up here. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Joseph Lee brought us this, brought, brought this story last night. Apparently, AEW is reportedly not planning uh, on having an on-air authority figure. Okay. There's been some talk about this, of course, with, with the announcement that Taz is coming to AEW. Uh, uh, but of course, um, the up the let's first let's read you the original story. The original story here, even though it's been acknowledged on the air that the elite are the are executive vice presidents of AEW, it even played a part in Cody's recent feud with Chris Jericho. It seems AEW may be considered an on-air figure to run things. A new report from Russell Votes reads the following. Rare non-WWE drop. I regularly talk to someone in the wrestling business not directly tied to WWE, but AEW is considered adding a commissioner type figure to TV. Name to watch is Taz, who recently finished up with his CBS radio job. Not sure, not sure it happens, but interesting nonetheless. It should be noted that Taz is expected to make an appearance on AEW Dynamite, of course, next week in Jacksonville, which is coming up here, I believe, on New Year's Day. 
so so that that was the original story here folks but uh and that was said at 10 16 this was said 10 16 a.m um last night but apparently now we have an update here well so much for that despite a report earlier in the day that aew is considered an authority figure and that it could be tasked figure four daily reports that's not the case the site also reports that Taz is being brought into apparel next week's Dynamite to replace Tony Schiavone on commentary for the night. Schiavone will be announcing the Sugar Bowl on the radio on New Year's Day, thus obviously precluding him from calling Dynamite. The report notes that as of right now, AEW has no plans to introduce an authority figure on TV. So, ladies and gentlemen, apparently that's that that's the reason why that Taz is coming in because he's going to, to be filling in for Tony Schiavone while he calls the sugar bowl apparently so uh there was one other story there i actually saw this last night and i didn't get a chance to read this but i'm gonna go ahead and read it here while, while, while we have it up now and this is our last thing we'll talk about before we leave the air for the night this story came out yesterday from jeremy thomas as apparently luke gallows reportedly got married over the weekend so let's go ahead. Let's 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 bring up this. It appears as if Luke Gallows is off the market, as he seems he has gotten married last weekend. Wrestling Inc. reports that Gallows and his fiance Bethany Nobiski or Bethany Gearhart were married on December the 22nd, was three days before Christmas. The couple have been dating for a while and became engaged in November, according to Nobilski's Facebook page. Over the past week, she changed her last name on social media to Hankinson, which is Gallows' real surname. And the site reports that her father gave her away on December 22nd to Gallows and Walter down the aisle. Her Facebook status now lists married as of December 22nd, as does her Instagram. Gallows has not Gallows himself has not officially announced the marriage as of yet, but of course, on behalf of 411 Mania, and also of course, we'll go ahead and say here now, as well here in the WWS Radio Network. Congratulations, of course, to the couple. So. So there you have it there, folks. Apparently, Luke Gallows, three days before Christmas, got married. So there, there, there you go. On, on that note here, folks, we do thank you very much here for listening in to, of course, <clears throat> episode 187 of WWS Power Hour for the evening. Of course, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying thank you very much for listening. Be sure, of course, to check us out tomorrow morning at 8 o'clock. For of course our morning, our of course our radio network morning show WWS this morning, as I'll be bringing you of course a quick look at our wrestling history and birthdays. Plus, also here, folks, I'll be bringing you <clears throat> our some wrestling news tidbits, of course, coming in from Four Weather Mania there as well. <clears throat> so be sure to listen in tomorrow morning at eight o'clock. Our caller ID for WWS, excuse me, WWS this morning is eight zero five eight six one three. So be sure to listen in for that. <clears throat> 187 of Power Hour is a broadcast of the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, are four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We will definitely see you in the ring and also on the red carpet. Also, ladies and gentlemen, one quick thing I will make a quick note of. Don't forget Perpetual Uniquity on eBay. eBay.com forward slash STR forward slash Perpetual Uniquity. P-E-R-P-U-T-A-L-U-N-I-Q-U-I-T-Y. 
internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual. Of course, still a lot of great items, of course, for sale. Be sure to check them all out here today. Of course, new items will be, are being added on even as we speak. So be sure to check all that out here today on eBay at Perpetual Uniquity. And also don't forget Bulldog DVD sales and variety. Where of course, we have, ladies and gentlemen, three more days to go before that special ends. Whereas, as we said before, every single DVD and Blu-ray posted on the page is worth $1. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, $1. And, of course, you have your choice of, of course, everything from different seasons of different TV shows to, of course, <clears throat> uh, let's see, music, sports, wrestling, um, DVD, DVDs and Blu-rays. Also, of course, action, adventure, comedy, drama, horror, children's and other animated movies, Western, science fiction, you name it, it's there. Be sure to be sure to check it all out here today. Like I said, at Perpetual Uniquity. And remember, starting January the first, ladies and gentlemen, all DVDs and Blu-rays with one or two discs in the case will be worth still be worth one dollar. But <clears throat> the uh, DVD and Blu-ray sets, which will have like three or more discs in the set, will be worth two dollars. So be sure to check that out here today. Like I said, at Bulldog DVD sales and variety, where of course our motto is. You take a bite out of the cost so you can enjoy your favorite selection. Be sure to check that out here today, of course, on Facebook. Take care of yourselves and each other, ladies and gentlemen. We will, of course, see you in the ring and also on the red carpet. And as always here in the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com, God bless everyone. And, of course, like I said, we look forward to our very first Power Hour of 2020 next Saturday evening at 6 o'clock. Be sure to check that out here as well. <clears throat> we'll talk to you soon. And as always here, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the WCWS Radio Network. Take care, folks. God bless. And have a happy and safe new year. We'll talk at you here tomorrow morning on WCWS This Morning. Take care. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 